You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Who's dancing now? Folks in Miami after Messi. Man, uh, unbelievable. What a, what, what a debut. What was it, Harvey? I know you're our soccer guy. Harvey and Joe producing the show. What, the 96th minute? He gets a free kick? Uh, 94th minute. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Two no, minutes it's... over. My bad. No, the, the... Right? The 94th minute, he gets a free kick, and voila, scores. Miami wins. Although they're, they're, they're too far out, right, to, to really make it into... So this is the League's Cup. So this, this tournament just started yesterday. So it's a bunch of... Oh, this is a tournament. Yeah, it's the Mexican Federation's teams against the, uh, the MLS. They're all jumbled up into two different groups. But... I'm glad you mentioned that because to me they are far far out from making the playoffs. I mean they need like a Inter miracle. Miami, right? Inter yes, Miami. Yes, Inter yeah. Miami. Yep, they stink. They were they're so poor. But everybody was there for the debut, right? You the were there Kardashians, too, right? I think I saw you there. LeBron James was there. You were there too, right? <sighs> I wish. No, when when people talk celebrities, they think LeBron James, Kardashians, Serena Williams, Anita Marks. No, no? far from it. I doubt. But. Um, you know, I'm, I'm flattered that you feel that way about me, Harvey, but no. Um, so anyway, who is dancing? I, I would, I would imagine that, uh, that, that Giants fans are not dancing right now. I, I want to spend the majority of this hour talking about Saquon Barkley and the Saquon Barkley news. And the fact that the Giants went out and signed James Robinson. Jets fans, I'm sure know him, uh, maybe a little bit. I wouldn't say too well, uh, had a cup of coffee. Can we say it's a cup of coffee with the Jets, right? Started with the uh, the Jaguars, and the Jaguars went out and they drafted ATN. He wasn't happy about it, gets traded to the, the Jets. Um, definitely, I don't even know if it was a cup of coffee. Maybe it was a sip of water with the Patriots. Uh, it was only with the Patriots for one day, and they cut him because of health issues. But nonetheless, uh, we're going to do a deep dive into the situation right now with the Giants. Is, uh, they do open up camp on Tuesday, and... Um, with all indication, it looks like uh, Saquon Barkley is not going to be there. Cynthia Freeland, uh, good friend. Also, you see her all over the NFL Network, is going to join us at 1230. We'll get her take in regards to the Giants as well as the Jets. We want to hear from Jets fans as well. Aaron Rodgers coming out and saying that, uh, quote-unquote, the Jets gave up a lot for me, so to play one year would be a disservice. But still, no true commitment. At least it sounds good. Um, he said a lot of it has to do with uh, how he's going to feel, and we'll see how this season goes. Uh, of course, he was on with DiPietro in uh, in Rothenburg when he did say that, so that's fantastic. So we'll have some sound uh, with uh, our show, of course, being out there at uh, at the Jets facility and um, and hearing what Aaron Rodgers had to say, which was pretty significant. So there's that. So you've got uh, the Jets in action already. Their training camp opened up earlier than most because they're playing in the Hall of Fame game. Uh, I do want to talk about some expectations, uh, considering that Aaron Rodgers did say, listen, the Jets gave up a lot for me. So I think the conversation here isn't just, uh, is he going to be committed to playing more than just one year, but also uh, because of all that the Jets did give up for him, uh, what what are the realistic expectations and, and what do you feel is on the borderline of a successful season or a bust season? How far does that how far do the Jets need to go to land on on either side of the coin? I'm curious. I want to throw that out there. So uh so we'll talk a lot of NFL this this afternoon. Uh Julia Elbaba, 
a good friend of the show is going to join us. Uh, of course, we typically have her on to talk about tennis, but she's also covering uh, the U.S. women's soccer team that we know, of course, uh, they won last night. They beat Vietnam 3-0. I was expecting more of a beatdown, uh, but at the last minute, um, some changes in regard to the roster. Did the United States really put their best players on the field yesterday uh, or last, last night? Of course, uh, the game started at 9 o'clock. Some would say they did not. So, um, so I had the United States minus 6.5 goals. Obviously, a uh, big loser there. So, uh, so Sophia Smith, who's a young, just absolute rock star, scored two of the three goals. So um, we'll talk about the USA women's soccer. Next game is against the Netherlands, arguably their most difficult game coming your way on Wednesday night. And also we'll, uh, we'll look forward to the U.S. Open coming to town. And, uh, and so excited to get Julia on. Also, as always, it's a Saturday afternoon, so Joe Wiz will join us with his, t- with, with his picks and his plays heading into this afternoon. Um, also, um, you've got obviously the Mets picking up a game where it was suspended so that kicks off at 2 o'clock this afternoon. Mets are up on Boston 4-3. And then, of course, they've got another game later on tonight. Max Scherzer is, uh, is pitching for the Mets later on tonight at 7 o'clock. So two games for the Mets. One, of course, picking up where they left off, where they are up on Boston 4-3. And, of course, the Yankees, they beat Kansas City yesterday. Uh, but some very uh, disappointing news. Trevino is now uh, on the IL because he's going to have to have wrist surgery. And uh, still no word in regards to what's going on with Judge. Uh, but you do have Garrett Cole on the bump today for the New York Yankees. Uh, that first pitch is around 1 o'clock. So we'll keep you posted on that game as well. Um, and you've got the Open that is taking place right now. Leaderboard update brought to you by Ryan Reynolds Aviation Gin. And, uh, and right now, so coming into the Open today, uh, Brian Harmon was 10 under. So he had a five-shot lead on Fleetwood. So where it stands right now, Harmon is plus one through six holes. So now on the leaderboard, he's nine under. John Rahm had a phenomenal round today, eight under today, just tore up the course. So now he's tied for second with Fleetwood. Fleetwood is six under. So he's one under today through six. So now Brian Harmon came into today with a five-shot lead, now it's a three-shot lead with Rom already in the clubhouse and Fleetwood playing with him on six, three shots back. Cameron Young is five shots back. Jason Day as well. Um, Hovland is four shots back, and he's on 17 right now. Rory is minus two through the day, and he's on 12, so he's three shots back. He's tied for 10th. And again, this is your leaderboard update brought to you by Ryan Reynolds, Aviation Gin, a smoother, more refined gin, Aviation Gin. Uh, Diago Spirits remind you to please drink responsibly. Uh, 800-919-3776 is the phone number. That's how you get on board. Like I said, I want to spend uh, the majority of this hour talking some NFL and specifically what's going on with Saquon Barkley. Okay, so let's break it down. Uh, I was on, uh, what night was that? Was it last night we were on? No, right? Where was it? No, the night before? Thursday night. Thank you, guys. I, you know, I, I don't know. I just the, the Stuff runs together. Yes, it was Thursday night. So uh, so we were on, and, um, and I, I mean, the, the show kind of, the show drove itself. Did it not, gentlemen? Right? Uh, we, we started the show talking about Saquon Barkley because uh, he was on a podcast, 
and said some interesting things. Again, I think it's really important. The podcast, from what I understand, guys, have, have, you, have either of you listened to the entire podcast? Apparently, it's like over an hour. Are you aware of that? It is over an hour. And mm-hmm. I will say some of the callers on Thursday said that a lot of it was kind of taken out of context. Taken out of context. Mm-hmm. Yes and no. Yeah. Because yep. I think, look, he wants to be here. But he also understands that this is his only, probably his only payday. So he wants to be here. He wants to be a giant for life. But he also wants to get the money that he thinks he deserves. Totally understand that. So, so, and, and, and I, I do, I want to start this conversation. I want to play that clip. And I'm probably going to ask you to play that clip quite often today. Um, but so Saquon was on this podcast. What's the podcast again, guys? The Money Matters Podcast. The Money Matters Podcast. Now, keep in mind, many people feel that this was taken out of context because it's an hour-long podcast. Uh, but let's just, let's, for all intents and purposes, let, let's, let's, let, let's play this clip. Let's listen in. This is my leverage. My leverage is I can say, f*** you to the Giants. I can say, f*** you to my teammates and be like, you want me to show you my worth? You want to show you how, much, how valuable I am to the team? I won't show up. Right. I won't play it down. And that's the play I can use. Do I, anybody knows me no, that's not something I want to do. But like, it's something that has it something that crossed my mind. It's like I has never, to. I never thought I would ever do that. But like now, I'm at a point where it's like, Jesus, like I, I might have to take it to this level. And like, am I willing? Am I prepared to take it to the level? I don't know. That's something I got to sit down and like, I got to talk to my family. I got to sit down and talk to my team. Got to really, you know, strategize about this. Can't just like go off of emotions. So, so there's that. Right. And, and again, I don't want to take anything out of um, context, but but what 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 we can gather. OK, what we can gather from that comment is this is something that he's considering. Not showing up at all, saying F you to the Giants, saying F you to his teammates. Um, let me show you my worth. Let me show you my value. So what does that mean? Without me, you will lose. Right. Are we in agreement there? That's that's how you're showing a team your value and your worth is that if, if you're not a part of their organization, you're not on the, you're not on the football field, you're not participating, uh, they're losing, right? Um, and again, he's not saying that this is what he's going to do. He's saying that this is something that he's going to consider and he's going to have to talk about this with his team and his family. So nobody's saying that this is, this is what's going to happen, but, um, but he did say that this is something that he's going to have to consider. So, okay, so, so we're all in agreement, right? We're all agreement. We all heard the same thing. There's nothing lost in translation there, right? I've just recapped what we heard, right? Okay, good. Now, um, understand that there's a bigger thing happening here. It's not just Saquon Barkley. It's Josh Jacobs. It's Tony Pollard. It's all the running backs in the NFL saying, hey, what about us? Why is our position being devalued? Um, ever since, I want to say 2019 or two, I think it's 2019, when you look at um, the franchise tag for quarterbacks, it's gone up astronomically. When you look at the franchise tag for wide receivers, it's gone up significantly. When you look at the franchise tag for running backs, it's gone down. Since 2019, running backs tag, 10.9. What is it today? 10.1. Why is that? Why is it going down? It's nothing personal with these dudes. It's just when you look around the landscape of the NFL, teams that win, teams that win Super Bowls don't necessarily have 
a star-studded running back in the backfield that has the type of skill set that Saquon Barkley has. It's it's not a necessity. Okay? And what we are seeing time and time again, and take it from somebody who plays a lot of fantasy football, and what do I mean by that? A lot of times, running backs go down. What happens? Next man up. They come back. What do you do? You rush to your waiver wire. You pick them up on your free agency waiver wire. You plug them in, and guess what? They are producing for you. So if they are producing for you on your fantasy football roster, it means they are running for at least... 80 to 100 yards, and they are scoring touchdowns, which means if they're producing for you, they're producing for their football teams. And this is what we see time and time again. So again, this isn't a knock on Saquon Barkley. This is not a knock on Josh Jacobs. This is, this position is something that can be um, more easily, more easily, easily, more than others lock and reload. Another thing is the running back position, in my opinion, is the most brutal, probably, position in all of professional sport outside of boxing, okay? These dudes take a freaking killing. But this is what they signed up for. This is what you signed up for. This is the position you want to play. You want to play running back. So um, you've got a shorter lifespan professionally than other, other, other careers. I've always said this. If I was a dude... I'd want to be a long snapper. You play 15, 17 years. You make a million plus a year. You rarely are injured. And you have a special skill set. Very few people could snap a ball like a long snapper. That's what I would do. And if I had a son, by the way, for all you folks out there, you've got children, that's what I would do. At a very early age, I'd be taking him out to the park and I'd be teaching him how to long snap. That's your retirement right there, folks. That's what I would do. I know it's not a glamorous position, you're not scoring touchdowns, but boy, uh, you get to work in a fraternity-like atmosphere. You've got a lot of longevity from 15 to 17 years. You're making over a million dollars a year. Whew, that's a jo- To me, it's the best job in the world. Long snapper in the NFL. But no, you want to be a running back. Okay, you signed up for this. This is what you signed up for. This is what you signed up for. This is what it is. Has the position devalued? Yes. But again, it's, 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 it's not a knock on these guys. It is what it is. When you talk to, and that was a tweet, right? That was a tweet that, that, that Saquon Barkley put out when it was, you know, hours after it was announced that he was uh, not come to an agreement with the Giants on a long-term deal, which apparently right now reports out there is that the Giants offered a three-year, $11 million a year 23 million, 20, anywhere between 22 to 23 million dollars guaranteed. Apparently, that's was that was the final offer. That's what the Giants offered. Saquon Barkley declined it. Felt like he was disrespected. Okay. So, so now where do we stand? Now there's a number of running backs out there that are disgruntled, and they have there, there's cohesiveness. They're coming together. They want to stand together. So now I, I guess my concern is, does Saquon Barkley now become the, the, the voice? Does Saquon Barkley now become the sacrificial lamb for all these running backs that are hoping that are trying to change the narrative? It's not going to change, folks. There is a formula out there with, with, with general managers in how to construct an offense, how to, how, how to spend your money on a team. And it is not at the running back position. Trust me, I've had several conversations. It is not at the running back position. 
So no matter what they do, how they try to orchestrate, there's always going to be a rookie coming in like Robinson down there in, uh, in, in Atlanta. He's making $22 million guaranteed. There's always a rookie, several rookies that are coming out of college that these teams are going to be able to sign their rookie deal and just wear them down for the next four to five years, possibly six. This is how it works. This is the formula for teams and general managers. And nothing that Saquon or Tony Pollard or, or Josh Jacobs or Derrick Henry or Najee Harris, nothing these guys are going to do is going to change that. It is what it is, just like Saquon tweeted. But now Saquon's got himself caught up, right? He's the voice. He's the face. Look what's happening here. It's a lot. It's a lot. 800-919-3776. We get back. Uh, I'll share with you how I think this is all going to play out. We'll take your calls. Sharif, Gabriel, you guys will be first up. Anita Marks with you. 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. He wants to be a team first guy. That matters to him. It's very important to him, which is why I have a really hard time seeing him sit out. Now, maybe there's an alternative. We're not going to see him until like at least like around September. That's a given. There's no reason for him to come to training camp and risk getting injured after he feels that the Giants you know, weren't willing to invest in him. So you can book that. We're not going to see him until at least by September. Now, one possibility would be to show up a week before the season and be like, I'm not ready physically for week one. So it's kind of like a hold in. So he still gets paid. He's still there, but he does sit out one game. Like that I could see him doing. I can't see him sitting out longer than that long term because of the, and that's why he brought up the teammate part of it, because that's his mentality. Like it would be like, screw over his teammates, and he can't imagine himself doing that. Jordan Renan talking about uh, the outcome, what happens with Saquon Barkley. Again, I agree with Jordan. I don't think Saquon arrives until like the week of week one, but then what happens? He's not in football shape, quote unquote, not to say he's not working out hard. Working out hard is different than getting hit, getting ready. Uh, Needless to say, I just, with a new collective bargaining agreement, not this last one, but the one before, these dudes aren't ready. They're just not. All right? I, I mean, they're not ready for at least the th- first three or four weeks, but let alone really not ready. So game one against Dallas, I don't know. If he's in the building, he suits up. How many snaps does he take? I don't know. Maybe five, eight. Is he going to have a significant impact in that game against Dallas with eight, if you're lucky, eight to ten carries or touches? Absolutely not. Game two, what happens? Okay, let's ease him in a little bit. You got to be careful. You don't want to risk injury. I'm sure he doesn't want to get injured if he's playing on the tag. So now week two, what do you got? Saquon, 10 to 12. You're not talking about 20 to 30. Maybe you're, you're, you're looking at, tw- at, at, at 15 to 20 in week three. Really, that's what you're looking at. Okay. Now he absolutely positively has to uh, arrive by, by week 10 because if not, He's done for the season, and he gets absolutely nothing. And, and you know, his, he's risking, I think, a lot in his career. But again, I, from, I do believe, based on, again, this isn't just Saquon Barkley. You've got three running backs who did not get deals done. And so, to me, Saquon Barkley is in a situation now where, you know, is he the savior? Is it more important for, for Saquon Barkley to be the savior of, of, of running backs in the future 
than it is to show up and play for the Giants on a franchise tag? Is there is there is there a bigger and greater responsibility for Saquon Barkley in life than the Giants in representing his running back brethren? I mean, these are things that that I I imagine he's having to contemplate. Okay, it's it's this is a mess, people. This is an absolute mess. Eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Let's go to Sharif in Staten Island. Sharif, welcome in. Good morning or good afternoon. Hey, hey how are you? Thank you, Anita. Um, I just wanted to say, like this, you know, Barkley is not just a, a running back. You know, he's not just that he's replaceable. He's their best player. That's one. And if he was so replaceable and he's just a running back, when Hopkins was available, why not get Hopkins? Then two. Um, Jones, well, well, a few things. Sharif, been- under, Sharif, I'm sorry. Really understand something. The Giants don't have a lot of cap space. I, I hope folks realize uh, they've got about four and a half right now in cap space. And, okay. And, okay. And, I, and I truly, and I tr- like, so, so and, and, and he... You know, he got paid. He got paid with the Tennessee Titans. So so understand okay. that. Like, okay. Okay, I got you. I, I scratched the Hopkins aspect of yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, they, they, they should have they franchised him and not Barkley. What do you think about that? Franchise who? Jones. Well, so, so in Sharif, thanks for the phone call. I appreciate it. Folks need to understand something. The Giants went to Saquon Barkley first before Daniel Jones. Okay, and reports are they offered him a three-year deal, eleven million dollars a year, twenty anywhere between twenty-two to twenty-three million dollars guaranteed. Saquon turned it down. So the Giants went to Saquon first. He turned it down. Then they said, "Okay, we'll shelf that. We'll go to Daniel. We'll see what we can get done with Daniel Jones." They were able to work on an agreement with Daniel Jones, and because of that, then now they had to tag Saquon and then try to negotiate. So the Giants did put Saquon first. He turned down their deal. Uh, let's go to Gabriel calling from Brooklyn. Brooklyn, uh, Gabriel, you're up. Welcome in. How you doing? How you doing? I need to listen. I'm not mad at Saquon because it's like what he's saying is like he's letting you know how he feels. Because what happened with Saquon is Saquon, he got he got caught up in a way because his emotion thought he was more than just to him. He's just more than just a football player for the Giants. He, he feel like he's like, like kind of, you could kind of say like family or whatever. And he thought they were going to take care of him. But the, um, the general manager, he's looking at it. It's just business, man. Listen, this is that's what, what, what it is do. though. Gabriel, that's what it like here. You know, here's, are you, are you a Giants fan, Gabriel? I'm a Giants fan. Listen, I want Saquon to get paid. And then and let me finish saying what I got to say to you. Then you, sure, can, sure, um, sure. you can tell me what you think. Mm-hmm. I'm a Giants fan. And I want to say, I want to say Quan to get paid. But um, the thing is that the reason Daniel Jones is getting paid is because of Saquon Barkley. So Saquon is looking at all of that. Like, you took care of Daniel Jones, and you, and you, you can't give me, like, $13 million. Do you, do you, Gabriel, let me ask you so, this. Let me, Gabriel, do you really think, do you really think the Giants are that dumb that they would pay Daniel Jones this money if they thought that the only reason he had success was because of, of Saquon Barkley? Do you really think that Joe not, Shane and Brian Dable are that that's stupid? The main reason, but the, I'm telling you, that's one of the main reasons that he had success. Now, what's going to happen, What the best thing that could happen for Saquon is Saquon to show up week one and play and ball out. Or here, even here, that, two things could happen with Saquon. Either they don't show up and play. And, and he's, not gonna, he's not going to – he's not – he's not – he's – 
Gabriel, listen to me and appreciate your phone call. He's not going to, he's not, if he does not, and, and we're all anticipating, even we heard it from Jordan Renan, who's got his finger on the pulse of this team. Okay. He's not going to show up until week one. He's not going to be in football shape. So he's not going to be able to, to, to have 30 touches against the, the, the Dallas Cowboys. You're risking, you're risking a huge amount of, of injury there. And here's another thing. A lot of people, you're not the first one to say, oh, Daniel Jones wouldn't have the success if it wasn't for Saquon Barkley. Last year, yes, absolutely. Because what was Daniel working with? Chicken, making chicken salad out of chicken poop. That's what. Okay. Now he's got some weapons. He's got some weapons to work with. Have we seen Daniel Jones work with some weapons? No, we have not. Have we seen Daniel Jones work behind a solid offensive line? No, we have not. Not until this season. So I understand you're, you're not the first person to call in to say, oh, Daniel wouldn't have the success that he, he'd have without Saquon Barkley. Last year, you're absolutely right. But this is a different year. And now he's got a lot more weapons. Darren Waller, Paris Campbell, they draft Jalen Hyatt. And now we hear they bring in James Robinson. Now listen, I'm not buying into James Robinson. I think this is another body because they're about to go into camp. Camp starts Tuesday. They need the bodies. They need a bodies for running backs to take the reps and also for, for, the, for the preseason games. So I think this is a, a, a show us what you can do. I'm not sitting here. I'm not buying into, oh, James Robinson is signed. Oh, all the Giants' uh, problems are answered in the backfield. No, no, it's not what I'm saying. They need, a, they need a warm body for training camp. But I think this is an opportunity for him to show them what, what they can do, what he can do. Uh, Floyd, Peter, Richard, hang tight. We'll get to you. 800-919-3776. We come back. Cynthia Freeland will join us next. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. That music only means one yeah, thing. Man. Football season's right around the corner. Woo! Check it out. <laughs> Cynthia Freeland from the NFL Network joins us now. What's up, mama? <laughs> How are you? Ooh, Gordy's getting in on the action, too. <laughs> I'm great, man. Uh, just been playing a ton of pickleball and uh, and losing weight. Who knew I'd lose thirty pounds playing pickleball? Look, Anita, you gotta stop losing weight. Thirty pounds is too much. You, you don't have thirty pounds to lose. <laughs> um, have you played pickle? You you play pickle out there in California? You've been playing? I literally played once. Um, but I liked it. It was fun. It seemed like something I could get more into, but I've only played once so far. Well, I, I play every morning for three hours. Wow. For three yeah, hours? Yeah, I'm up. I, I've been, I've been playing. Yeah, I've been playing for like five months now. I'm up to a three, five, a three, seven is my rating right now. So I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to try to get up to a four. Yeah. I'm going to try to get up to a four and then I, I want to, I want to start competing in some tournaments. So, um, I am, I am all in, Mama. I am all in. Kind of like the Jets are all in with Aaron Rodgers. We'll get into that in just a second, but we've been spending a lot of time talking about Saquon Barkley. I'm sure you, as you know, working for the NFL Network, you know how this all unfolded. Saquon Barkley now playing on that franchise tag that he has not signed yet. Uh, Cynthia, how do you see this playing out? At what point in time do you see Saquon walking into the Jets facility, and what are your expectations for him week one against Dallas? Well, I would say when I look, when I think about Saquon in this situation, I know that if I have to talk about like a coach that I believe should figure out how to get the best out of his players, it's definitely Brian Dable. 
And then when I think about a GM and Joe Shane, that they could probably come up with something where it would be the best for everyone. I think that that's going to be kind of what nets out. The problem is, is unfortunately for Saquon, the running back market is just really soft right now. So it'd be very hard to kind of justify doing that when, you know, the rest of the market, there are a lot of good running backs, like just not even on teams right now. So it's, it's hard to, you know, command this top dollar and the, it's just an interesting, it's an interesting problem, but I think knowing the professionals Saquon is and knowing the professionals that both the coach and the GM are, I think it'll be, it'll end up being okay. And we'll see. I mean, I, I think they'll play on the tag, but you know, we'll, we'll see how it all nets out. Kareem Hunt, Ezekiel Elliott, Leonard Fournette, Dalvin Cook, all 27, 28 years old. GMs think they're fossils. I'm sure a big reason why they haven't landed anywhere. Here, here's the thing. This is what I this is what I think is is happening here with Saquon Barkley, right? Because it's not just Saquon Barkley who didn't get a deal done. Josh Jacobs reports are poor guy sitting outside the Raiders facility in his car, waiting to get the word to come in and sign his contract. It never happens. Tony Pollard coming off of surgery doesn't happen. So now, you know, and, and, and we saw these running backs, right, go to social media. They've all now, they're brethren, right? They've all come together to support one another, and they've created this union. And at the end of the day, one would argue Saquon Barkley is the best of the bunch, and therefore he should be the face, he should be the voice, how this all unfolded with the Giants. So now I, I truly believe, Cynthia, that Saquon is, 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 is in this situation where, you know, he has to do what's right by the running back, um, you know, um, crew out there in the NFL as opposed to um, doing what I, I think his personality really suits him to, to show up and, and play the season, play on the tag, and hopefully you can work out a, a better contract heading into next year. So uh, he, he might have to be that sacrificial lamb for this entire running back society and fall on the sword and that's concerning Cynthia I'm gonna be honest with you I would hate that for a lot of reasons but I mean I think about when you were talking about it think about Todd Gurley you know he played in the Super Bowl and then kind of wasn't heard from again for the most part you know he he did have like a, a cup of tea in Atlanta but basically you know it's unfortunate and I just don't – I don't want Saquon to be the sacrificial lamb. I mean, look, like, I, I'm very – I'll be very interested. I'm going out to training camp next week in, in Las Vegas, so I'll be able to get a little bit more firsthand insight on the Raiders situation. But it kind of feels like, you know, these guys and the, and the franchise tag and how it's working, you know, part of the – remember, part of the franchise tag is an average of the highest salary. So you have to remember, like, some of that is – is all going to change if, if some of these bigger-name guys don't get big contracts further. Remember, we even heard Derrick Henry was on the potential trade block earlier this season. So we're kind of seeing a real transition of running backs into a devalued position, but perhaps it's going too far, and that's where I just don't, I don't want to waste Saquon's talent. This is a good team. They need Saquon. It's, it's, going, to, it's going to be interesting, and I hope, I hope that's not what ends up happening. Yeah, you and me both. Cynthia Freeland, you see her all over the NFL mm. Network, joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. Uh, the Giants went out and they signed James Robinson 
Of course, uh, had a stint, obviously, with the Jags. They signed ATN. He wasn't happy about that. He gets traded to the Jets. Really didn't do much. Was with the Patriots for one day. Apparently, keep in mind, he did tour his Achilles. Hasn't been the the same since. Uh, You know, there's a lot of talk and speculation. Oh, the Giants are showing Saquon Barkley. They signed James Robin. I just think this is a warm body. I think this is a warm body to have at camp. Camp opens up on Tuesday. I think this is an opportunity for James Robinson to show himself. I'm curious. You and I are really big into the draft, right? You and I love the draft. I think folks are sleeping on Eric Gray. What are your thoughts on Eric Gray? Yeah. I like Eric Gray a lot. I think, I don't think that, first of all, I totally agree with you. The Giants aren't like being like, yes, Saquon, here's James Robinson coming to eat your lunch. Like that's not happening. Like Mm -hmm. I think he would have, you know, that's just not, that's not what this is at all. James Robinson is just a good professional. He's going to understand the playbook and kind of do what's asked of him. He's not fake one. Like, I, I don't, I just don't think that's what they're trying to do. But as far as like up and coming guys, think about like how James Robinson, when he was back in Jacksonville, what kind of help he was on that team. Obviously look like when they, you know, when they had the, the Trevor Lawrence draft and the running back got hurt and then, you know, all these things that, that were out of their control, but, you know, having a veteran like that on the team just in general will really help an up and coming rookie. So, to me, having that veteran presence is more about, like, you know, what, learning the playbook, understanding the concepts, getting, like, shortening their learning curve in the running back room as opposed to anything else. Yeah, I, I, I hear you. I hear you. It's going to be interesting to see. Here's, here's another thing. One last thing before we move on to the Jets. Um, you know, I, I receive I, – I, I was on Thursday night, on again today, receiving calls. Well, you know, Daniel Jones wouldn't have gotten the deal that he had if it wasn't for Saquon Barkley last season. And you know what? I, I, like, to a certain extent, I agree with that, right? But this is a whole other offense this season. Bringing in Darren Waller, Paris Campbell, drafting Jalen Hyatt. I know you and I were both high on Jalen Hyatt. I thought Jalen Hyatt, one of the best running uh, wide receivers coming out of Tennessee. Um you know, I, I, when when have we ever seen Daniel Jones with weapons like this? We've never, let alone probably no. arguably one of the best offensive lines he's played behind in his tenure here with the Giants. So as 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 right as these callers are, I, I think we're I think we're underestimating the season that I think we can see Daniel Jones have outside of Saquon Barkley with the talent that 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 that. Joe Shane and, and Brian Dable have brought in with Daniel Jones. Agree or disagree, Cynthia? Totally agree. And also, it unfortunately for for everyone in life, like this is one of those things where like scarcity is really rearing its ugly head, right? Like it may not feel fair, but in reality, there are fewer people that are equipped to play the quarterback position than there are to play the running back position, and that is just the truth. So unfortunately, for you know, you know, it doesn't feel good. Like you always want to be like, hey, like. I want to help my teammate out. And, and I would, I think if it was up to Daniel Jones, big one would be paid. Like it's not Daniel Jones being like, Hey, don't pay him. That's not how that works. Right. So the reality is, is the scarcity of the quarterback position. And now you add some weapons. And I say this with all due respect because I love Isaiah Hodgins. I think he was like a wonderful kid and I love his story, but the fact that he was like scoring all those touchdowns late in the, in the season, and he couldn't even make the Bills roster earlier in the season shows you that they were working with a lot of suspect situations last season. I'm trying to say it nicely. A lot of people who they were paying a lot of money to were on the sideline with injuries or not participating. So 
let's be clear, this is going to be an opportunity for Daniel Jones to show exactly what he's made of. And, yes, it would be nice if Saquon could get paid too, but that's just – it's not life isn't fair, and, like, none of us – we all know that. In every job, it's, it's always the same. And, again, if it were up to Daniel, I'm sure he would pay Saquon. Again, Cynthia Freeland joining us. You can see her all over the NFL Network. Uh, camps opening up next week outside, of course, those that are participating in the Hall of Fame game, which the, the, the Jets have. Um, so so the big line here uh, with the Jets is uh, we heard Aaron Rodgers come out on the DPHRO and Rothenberg show say the Jets gave up a lot for me, so to play for one year would be a disservice. But obviously, a lot is going to dictate on how his body feels. Now, also keep in mind, his tag number for this year is $1.22 million. His tag for next year is $107 million. Uh, you know, the, the, the Jets are going to have to move mountains uh, in, in order to, uh, to, 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 obviously, they're going to have to change some things. But nonetheless, uh, your, your thoughts well, on the Jets. Like 60% of the cap. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Your 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 thoughts on the Jets and um and you know what they've done this season. What what are your expectations heading into this year for the Jets, Cynthia? You know, I think like let's take Aaron out of it for a second. Apart from Zach Wilson, like the draft the the draft classes that Joe Douglas has fielded have been exceptional. And I would even say like we'll see if Zach can learn from Aaron Rodgers, et cetera, right? So I had high expectations prior to them deciding the quarterback position. Like if they would have gotten, you know, for example, we didn't know from the outside, but maybe they were considering their car or someone else, maybe someone that's not four-time MVP. Like Aaron Rodgers is like the best of the best, right, upper echelon. But I thought that they would have been good even with not the best of the best quarterback, right, with all of these evolutions of, of the draft classes and what we've seen. I mean, last year specifically and – the defense and those really smart free agent moves to make sure that that line was just absolutely monstrous. And, you know, DJ Reed, in, in addition to Sauce Gardner, right? Like sometimes they don't, we don't talk about the other corners and safeties in that secondary. They're really good too. So, you know, that was a good team prior and a team that's on the up and up. So you had Aaron Rodgers and that to me is like <laughs> – all the expectations in the world, and they're warranted. So I'm a Jets fan. If I'm a Jets fan, I'm super excited. And if I'm watching this thing, and I'm I'm saying, please, reporters, just stop asking him about next year. Like, can we, we, we? I don't care. Like, let's just get through this season, and we'll figure out next season, next season. Because if I know anything, and I, if we, we got to give Joe Douglas credit for what he has done, turning around the front office with contracts that were messy, to to put it mildly you know, they'll figure it out. So let's not worry about next season. Let's worry about this season. Stop asking. Like, I I cringe. I get, like, secondhand embarrassment when I hear reporters ask that question because, like, who cares? Like, just stop. Like, we haven't even the one season yet, right? Like, maybe week 16 and you ask all the questions and they're already going to the playoffs. Maybe you could ask that then. But it's a lazy question, in my opinion. With that being said, last question for you before we let you go. You've got the Jets winning the division? Or do you got Buffalo? You know, <laughs> that's a really hard division just in general. I, I think you have to, you just have to say it's very hard given the, the way that the schedule plays out for Buffalo, like the, the momentum that they could potentially get with Von Miller coming back, et cetera. It's really hard not to say it's the Jets to lose. But 
that that being said, I think that I'm sorry that it's the Bills to lose, but with that being said, Jets as a wild card team, like the AFC is just a total nightmare no matter what. So instead of like worrying about win or whatever, just I, I think the Jets are a playoff team, and so are the Bills. If they end up one and two or two and one, meaning like you know the division, however that that the East shakes out, whatever. But I mean, it's going to come down to some like hairy games with like the Dolphins and even the Patriots to some degree too. Like this is this is the most I I, I struggle to find a more competitive division in all of football than the AFC East. Cynthia Freeland joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. Excited that football is right around the corner because we get more Cynthia Freeland each and every week. Uh, Cynthia, you rock. Really appreciate your time, my friend. Have a fantastic weekend. Yeah, I miss you so much, friend. I hope to see you soon. And, you know, got to eat. When you when you play pickleball for three hours, you need to, like, you know, replace some of the nutrients you lose. You can't be out here being stick thin. People are going to think you're on Olympic. Well, that's a conversation for a totally different show, so I'll let you go there, <laughs> Cynthia Freeland. Uh, appreciate, appreciate you, my friend. Uh, Cynthia Freeland joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. We'll be right back. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. No, he's learning an entirely new offense. He's learning new footwork. He's learning how to change plays at the line of scrimmage. He's learning everything. And so he's back to being a rookie almost. But I thought he had a really nice day, uh, made some throws. He's getting really comfortable in the pocket, stepped up, showing good presence in there, not afraid to use his athleticism in the pocket to move uh, during practice. So he's doing a really nice job. I, I only expect him to get better and better. Excuses, excuses, excuses. Let's be honest. Huge mistake. Swing and miss with Zach Wilson. Just move on. Right? I, I mean... New offense, yeah. Daniel Jones had to learn a new offense last year. How'd he do? He took the Giants to uh, to the playoffs. Of course, many feel that he wouldn't have done it without Saquon Barkley, and you're, chances are you're right. But he still had to move the chains on occasion. He still had to complete some passes on occasion. He still had to learn a new offense. One would argue that Zach Wilson had more to work with last season than than Daniel Jones did, even though Daniel Jones had Saquon Barkley. Who else did he have? Who'd have who, who did Zach Wilson have? Plethora. Plethora of talent around him. Anyway. 800-919-3776. Let's go to Peter in Brooklyn. Peter, welcome in. Hey, how you doing, Anita? Look, I'm telling you, you're the best there is right now. You're my favorite. Oh, that's so nice, Peter. Thank you. All right, listen, I have a few things to say. Number one, somebody was saying that Shaquan Barkley is the best player on the Giants. I'm sorry, it's not him. It's Sexy Dexy and Andrew Thomas. Those are the guys that are some of the best in the league, no question. Number two, what I wanted to say is I work in filmmaking, right, in commercials. I'm a producer. Whenever someone on a job is worried about how much money they're getting paid, Mistakes happen and people get hurt, right? Like the worst thing you want is have a truck driver thinking that he's getting paid $50 less than he's supposed to get paid. He's going to stop thinking about driving the truck. So that's a problem. And you combine that with the fact that he might not start training with the Jays until week one, that's even a bigger problem because you've seen this before many times. Guys hold out, something happens, they get in the game, they're thinking about their contract, they're not ready to get hit, and that's a big problem. So I'm worried about that. And finally, all this sacrificial lamb talk, I'm sorry, man. This is $11 million, okay? The sacrificial lamb was Jesus Christ. It's done. It's over. That's it. 
Appreciate the phone call, 800-919-3776. I just, there's a bigger fight here. This isn't just Saquon Barkley and feeling disrespected by the Giants. There's a bigger fight here. And and the fight is running backs against the NFL and against general managers and feeling that they're, they're, it's very interesting, right? Because um, it's one of the most brutal positions in all of sport. Um, You know, they touch the ball more than most. Um, you know, definitely, you know, you, you, you need a solid rushing attack in order to keep defenses honest, make things easier for your quarterback. There's, there's so much responsibility and in, in, in so much that goes into the position yet. They, they just, they get, they get so beat down because it's, it's one of the most brutal, if that the not most brutal position in all of sport. So therefore teams don't want to invest in them. Because there's always this next man up mentality. And a rookie or a, a second year player who's going to come in, pick up where they leave off, as long as you've got a great offensive line who's creating holes and you got like a half not bad running back who's going to be able to, to, to contribute and produce, then, um, then you're ahead of the game. So um, the odds are not in their favor. But because of how this all played out and as great of a running back as Saquon Barkley is and as much news as this has has created surrounding the Giants, is Saquon now the face of the running back position? Is Saquon now or or, or other running backs, especially those that are coming up for new deals like Najee Harris, okay? Are the running backs that are coming up for new deals now, are they looking ahead to Saquon saying, come on, dude, like, you know, show us the way, do the right thing. So is, is there, is there, is there a, a larger axe to grind here than just the Giants and Saquon Barkley? I believe there is. Not a position I'd want to be in if I'm Saquon Barkley. I'll tell you that. Stephen Floyd, hang tight. Richard as well. We'll get your calls next. 800-919-3776. I also want to hear from Jets fans. Uh, your thoughts on Aaron's comments. You know, he said the Jets gave up way too much for me to just say, like, I'm one and done but still not committing, saying that he has to see how his body feels. We'll see how this year plays out. You know, what, what, is, um, what is a successful season considering all that the Jets gave up for Aaron Rodgers? 800-919-3776. We'll get you on the opposite end. Hour two next here on 90.7 ESPN.